five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Welcome back to another week's episode of Sports Beat Extra. Eva Kearns here filling in for Kevin Galvin. Coming up on today's show with GAA clubs returning to training this week, I caught up with Kilkenny senior hurler and Ballyhale Sharmocks man TJ Reid. He told me how he spent lockdown bringing PE to the kids around the country and we hear what his views are on the potential sanctions that may be issued to county teams that train before the 14th of September. A date has been set for the return of the men's and women's league of Ireland and League of Ireland correspondent with Irish Football Fans TV and South East native Gavin Dalton tells us about that but first ready and waiting on the line is Waterford Lady Senior Footballer Katie Murray Tracking sport across the South East Sports Extra so the draw for this year's TG Cahar All-Ireland Ladies Senior Football Championship took place in Port Leash this week with four groups of three determining the All-Ireland semi-finalists. In Group 2, Tipperary were drawn to Galway and Monaghan while Waterford have the tough task of taking on All-Ireland champions Dublin and Donegal. Joining me on the line to talk about the task ahead is Waterford Senior Footballer Katie Murray. A tough group for the data, Katie, but how are you feeling about getting back in the blue and white jersey? Yeah, we know that we have gotten two strong teams for our round this year. We've played both of them in the league this year, so we know that they are that it is going to be a tough task. Dublin are the All Ireland Championships champions, and we've played them over the last number of years, so we know what we're up against. And this year in the league, we came close to Donegal, losing out by a last minute goal. So we know that we can compete with these, and we'll be looking back, looking forward to getting back after the break to go at them. And Donegal, I suppose that was a great um, game uh, earlier on in the year and they would be one of the top teams in Ulster. So that you'd be hoping, I suppose, that uh, you get the better of them anyway. Yeah, they're Ulster champions over the last few years and um, we performed well in Farfield during the league but we'll have to up that um, in the coming months if we want to come out on top in the championship. And this year you are without Michelle Ryan, um, who has been a rock really for the Waterford team over the past few years. Yeah, um, obviously without Michelle, she is big boots to fill, but the new girls that have come in have really stepped up and um, have really played well and taken on the task of trying to fill the gap that she left, even though it's a fairly big gap to leave, as she was so inspirational and a very strong player over the last few years. This week it came to light that there won't be a minor All-Ireland series and Waterford Ladies actually put out a petition um, online for it to be reinstated. And as someone that would have played minor just a few years ago, are you disappointed that um, the Ladies Minor Football Championship was cancelled and the men's wasn't? Yeah, it would be disappointing because it could be some of the young girls' last chance to ever play county. They might not get the chance to ever go up and play senior and it would only be fair that if the men's Minor was still going ahead that the girls got a chance as well so it will be equal for both genders to get to play their last year underage before the senior level. And as you said they mightn't necessarily be going on to play senior with their county and do you feel that that um, year playing minor is really important in a player's development? Yeah it is because they've worked all over the years to play county and this could be their last ever chance they might not be good enough for the senior team or they might not ever get the chance but playing their last year minor would mean a lot to them and you're back training at the minute uh, obviously because the clubs are back training at the minute how has it been uh, training with all of the girls and Cumber Rangers yeah it was good to get back I enjoyed the break but I was 
well ready to get back there last week training so we'll play off the club championship before we go back to regroup with the county team in September so I'm looking forward to starting that at the end of the month and of course you were in the county final uh, this year just gone in 2019 and lost out to Ballymac but of course they are one of the top teams like with years and years and years now yes they are they're a very strong um, team over the last 30 something years but we'll um, train hard over the next few weeks and have another go at it and some listeners might not know that you're a triplet and your sisters Emma and Aoife play for the data alongside you as well as your sister Cora. Um, so I'm sure there was no shortage of training and crack that was had during lockdown in the Murray house. Yeah, it was hard to motivate ourselves to go training, but we couldn't really complain because there was four of us. So you always had someone to go for a run with you. So it was easier than if you were on your own, but... We were ready to get back to group training, like everyone else. And uh, you just, are you in your final year of college? Will I be right in saying that? Uh, no, I just finished up there in June. I did my last exam, so I'm done now. And you played a good bit deal of football with WIT um, over your four years there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. And you did well, of course, this year, just gone by. Yeah, I played there for four years and um we had we won the Lynch and the Giles, so I actually had four good years there, and I enjoyed playing with them all with all the different girls from different counties, and we had a good run at it over the last four years, and it was very enjoyable. I was glad I got to play my last um, college matches because we won't we won't ever get that back. But yeah, it's probably one of the last games I played before the lockdown came in. And what about, um, so Cora is your younger sister. Is she also on the senior um, team at the minute? No, she took this year off because of the leaving step for sure. didn't even go ahead. So she was on it last year with us, but she took the, a break this year. So hopefully she'll be back with us in the next few years playing again. And would there be a nice bit of competitiveness um, in the house or what way does that work? Um, Emma would probably be be competitive in Everton she'd always want to be beating us all at Everton so she'd be the one trying to always win Everton So what do you think anyway of the system that obviously is going is in place this year it's a round robin system and as I said there's groups so it's four groups of three uh, do you think that that's how do you think that'll work for Waterford will it work um, in your favour or what way do you think it'll pan out? I suppose we're not, we're not used to this we usually play loads of different games but um, yeah we'll just have to prepare well for the two matches because we need to win one of them at least to get into the quarterfinals so we'll just have to work hard and try and compete well and win one of their matches in order to keep our year going Brilliant stuff Katie thanks so much uh, for joining me and I wish you a safe and successful return to action Sports Beat Extra Beat 102-103 the 31st of July is the date League of Ireland football resumes as well as the Women's National League. Men's games played before the shutdown will be counted and teams will play 18 fixtures in total. The relegation and promotion will be determined as it was set out at the start of the season. To explain more, I caught up with correspondent with Irish football fans, TV and South East native Gavin Dalton. 
So Gavin, what will be this new format of the League of Ireland and what will it mean in terms of the relegation and promotion of the teams? Yeah, so we finally got some um, white smoke on Tuesday in regards to resumption day and what's going to happen with the relegation and stuff. Um, it was decided the season would resume on July the 31st under the existing season format, which allows for a promotion and relegation playoff. Basically, what the big debate was about was there was nine Premier Division clubs have been pushing to change the season structure. Essentially, they wanted a one-up, one-down format because they thought that was the fairest way because they didn't think that 18 games was justifiable to be either relegated and lose their Premier status, essentially. Nine First Division clubs with Shamrock Rovers on their side wanted to keep the current format with that vote essentially winning out. So then the vote was put to the 11am meeting with the National League Executive Committee and the Premier the Premier Division clubs were a bit in shock because they felt that the First Division had kind of dictated matters which they felt wasn't right. So now we're left with the status quo, which would mean that there's going to be the bottom side in the Premier is going to go down, you're going to have the top side in the First Division go up, and then there's going to be a playoff series with the second, third, fourth and fifth in the First Division against the ninth in the Premier. So there's a lot of Premier clubs unhappy, but look, it is what it is for now. Uh, yesterday a uh, date was given for the return of the Women's National League is that right? Yeah so the Women's National League got the go ahead they originally meant to kick off in March but obviously with the COVID-19 pandemic it was put on hold for a while so they got the go ahead for they're going to kick off on the second week of August which is good news for them and it's good news for Vera as well because they're facing into their final stretch of qualifiers come September I think they've Germany away first 19th of September, then they've Ukraine away October 23rd, and they're finishing up with Germany at home on December the 1st, and they're sitting top of the table, so she'll really be looking forward to that, and some more good news for her yesterday, Rihanna Jarrett penned the new deal with Brighton, so that's more positive news. I suppose one of the questions that people will have is, what is the story with attendance like? Can people attend games from July? As it stands at the moment with the League of Ireland, it's currently as the League of Ireland's recommendations is behind closed doors. Although the government are saying that they'll allow 500 people, the League of Ireland are still saying that they're not gonna that they're gonna keep it behind closed doors. They have they have um, streaming stuff in place for broadcasting and things like this, but it's yet to be seen. And with another three weeks to go, it could tell a lot. We still have until the 31st of July in regards to League of Ireland, and then all the other international dates are later on in the year. So time will tell. Fingers crossed, we can get some. Fans into the stadiums. Sports Beat Extra. Beats 102-103. This week, GAA clubs across the country returned to training, and one of the players that was delighted to get back on the pitch was Ballyhale Shamrocks man and Kilkenny senior hurler TJ Reid. With inter-county training suspended until the 14th of September, there were talks this week of a punishment for county teams that don't adhere to the embargo. I asked. TJ about his views on the matter as well as finding out more about how he kept the kids of Ireland active during lockdown. Thanks for talking to us today TJ and I'm sure you continue to keep active during lockdown but you also kept the youngsters of the country active with the PE and GAA skills so could you talk to us a little bit about how you got the idea for that initially? I suppose it was during the lockdown where the idea I suppose came from, um, but we closed the gym doors uh, on the 16th of March. We went online with adult uh, um, classes um, after that, so we were performing um, fitness classes to our, 
to our senior members. And obviously we're trying to encourage the kids to partake in the classes on the Zoom calls and get the family members engaged, you know, your wife, your husband, your kids involved. But then a few parents just sent in um, a few requests saying that the classes are a little bit too hard for the kids. Um, so that got me thinking, I said, all right, um, what can I do to um, to, to, to make, to... Um, to engage with the kids and keep them active and to keep them going for a couple of weeks. And so obviously I've seen, um, I've seen Joe Wicks in over in the UK and I've seen him doing, um, I think, PE classes as well. So that got me thinking, OK, uh, I'll be fairly competitive. So I said, right, I'll try and outdo um, Joe Wicks in, in Ireland. And uh, so that's where I got the idea of... of I, think, I think for me it's all about... Um, Making it fun for kids as well, and and um, making it making it um, creative and something that the they're they're training for. So that's where I got the idea of of, of to combine PE and GA skills. Obviously, with me, my training was finished, so I was just outside poking the ball off the wall, um, like I was when I was five six years of age. So I said to myself. Um, okay, there's there's something going here. So if I don't exercises, uh, one exercise maybe pucking the ball off the wall for thirty seconds. Next exercise, then you're doing um, jumping jacks. So combining the two the two um, elements together in a fun environment way, and I think kids just want that fun. For me, you know, when I was that age, I, I didn't want to be doing burpees or or jumping jacks. All all I wanted to was have fun and puck the ball against the wall and, and have the hurley in my hand and ball or football in my hand. So that's where I got the idea of, of that, that I'll do the P and J skills um, for the kids around Ireland and um, it was a huge success. But yeah, look, the important message was just to keep the kids active um, because, you know, there's nothing worse, I suppose, with kids you know, uh, it was during lockdown, being stuck in the house um, the whole day, all week, week after week, and that that's not a good environment to have in terms of anxiety and stress and whatnot. So, so it was so it was uh, so that's where the whole positivity came and the whole um, community spirit came around. That with the whole kids of Ireland jumped on the bandwagon and. And they went live every every Tuesday and Thursday, so they had look they had something to look forward to. Moving on to the actual game itself, and the club championship will return in Kilkenny on the thirty first of July, and all clubs are of course now back in training, including yourselves in Ballyhale. Um, how has that been uh, so far? And is the pressure on now to retain the county title? Yeah. Uh- First of all, it's just great to be back training, um, great to be back down the field, um, great to be back down meeting meeting your friends and neighbours and, and and your manager as well. Um, we haven't um, I haven't trained in a group scenario since since March. Um, so yeah, it's so so yeah, it was like um, you're like a kid going down to the hurling field. We trained last Tuesday. So you're just like a kid going down again, just you know, just bringing your your, your hamlet and your herd because obviously we can't tug out in the dressing room. So it's like going back to the seventies now, where 
you have to tug out on the side of the um, hurling field and there's no showers or um, you can't drink water bottles. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few um, protocols in place, but, but um, I think every club around the country are after responding to it very well. And, and yeah, it was just, it was just um, a great sense of where we went down there. Um, there was there was nothing in place. Um, we we've it's a place where you can go and and forget about the the COVID nineteen, forget about work or, or or family or or work commitments. And it's a place where you just go. You head down there for your hour, hour and a half. You do your work and and you go you go home and and it was just yeah it was just one week back and um um the all the players were excited there there's a bit of um i suppose giddiness um amongst all the players around the field which is which is great to see so this week it has been suggested that any county team that trains before the fourteenth of September will be punished. Do you think that's a bit extreme or do you think that it's more appropriate given the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, yeah, I suppose it's, I've only seen it this week, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, but I think, I think it's, it's, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit too much, um, to be honest. Um, but I suppose this is my opinion. Um, like, in all honesty, we haven't trained with Kilkenny as a group since March. You know, that's three months. Then they're expecting us not to train until the 14th of September. So that's another three months. So we're not going to meet, um, you know, physically as a group of players for for six months. And I think that's unfair, um, I suppose, because obviously the inter-county um, setup is meant to be a professional or the elite of, of the game. And, and we can't come together as a group for until the 14th of September. And, you know... Yes, I, I'm a club man um, to my heart, and 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 yes, um, your club comes first. Um, but inter county setup is 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 the next level, and and they're expecting us um, they're expecting us four weeks to get get together and prepare four weeks before before the important the important game um, of of the Leinster championship. Now, even though I think managers, I think I think managers would need would would have. I suppose being reasonable with everything, yet leave yourself as a club. Um, so obviously, every manager has a, a strength and conditioning coach, and I think strength and conditioning coaches now would would have um, balanced the books. They're, they're not you're not going to train three three nights a week with your club, and then go back in on a Wednesday and physically run the into county players again on a Wednesday. So um, I think I think managers and and strength and conditioning coaches would have. Um, realise that, but I, t- I do think it's, it's important to meet as a group. And you know w- what was wrong of um, allowing meeting for so team meeting just to get together, you know, for a chat or get together to do a team meeting in terms of of just preparing for um, the 14th of September or even doing a group a group gym session together. Like a, like mo- every player, every county player would be going to the gym regardless of. Of um of the inter county start on on the fourteenth of September, so I think um you know you're you're, do, you're doing I think club managers would 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 like to obviously see your, your club players going to the gym anyway. So I think that I think there would have been nothing wrong of meeting um doing a group session um 
with your county players on a on a Wednesday or, or or a Monday just to get together as a group and do your gym session and and head home. And that way, you know, you're you're interacting with the players, you're inter- interacting with your manager, you're interacting with your with I suppose with your S and C coach and your your dietitian as well. So so yeah, I I I, I don't know. Um, it's if if it's a rule, I think yeah, I think every county has to obey it. Um, um, because yeah, it's it, in this level, um, it's that extra percent. And if if one county seems to be back a month earlier, well, that's going to give that player, that team, a little bit of advantage. So it looks, I think, yeah, if if there's a rule for one county, there has to be a rule for every um, every other county out there. You mentioned obviously this strength and conditioning and the. Um County, the Leinster Championship uh, will be taking place um, come October, would I be right in saying? Um, So do you think that because the club championship will be kind of coinciding with it, it might put that bit more pressure on players? I suppose with the club hurling, you know, you'll maintain as much fitness as you can and and obviously you'll you'll try and get your gym sessions um, yourself done um, because obviously... We were given programs to to um, to maintain uh, over over the last three months, and look, we'll obviously be given a new program um, over the next three months as well to, to make sure that 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 we don't lose what what we've got over the last couple of weeks. So that's where I'm, I suppose, thinking where managers and and certain conditioning coaches are after doing so much for us over the last three weeks and I think it's unfair for the for the county um, GA to, to to say no you can't meet your players until until the 14th of, of September then just you know four weeks out then for the championship to to get everything in um you know that's where I think it's it's unfair for for county setups to to just leave your players off till the 14th of September um I think I think um there should be a balance there, saying yeah, you can meet as you can meet as a, a collective gym session, um, or you know, I, I I think there's nothing wrong of if we, if we had a club game on a on a on a Sunday and and the county said right we're in for a recovery session on a Monday just to get together as a group, um, you know, obviously we have physios, we have. We have um, S&C coaches there to make sure that we're, we're recovering well, but we're also meeting meeting as a group as well. And then we're allowed back to the clubs then to train Tuesday, um, train Tuesday and Friday. I think club managers would see it. The boys are getting top class um, facilities here. They're, they're, the, the county players have been looked after in terms of of, of recovery in, 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 a, in a cold bath, um, getting treatments done with physios, and now they have their their S and C coach to to make sure that they're they're being recovered um, as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think it's unfair for for county managers and 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 trainers to just uh, say right yeah yeah lads, we'll see you on the fourteenth of September. Looking ahead to the Leinster Championship, and you'll meet either Dublin or Leash, the winners of that game, and they'll meet you in the semi-final as you'll be going straight through. And obviously, uh, former Kilkenny hurler Eddie Brennan is the manager of Leash, and they seem to be an up-and-coming team, really. Yeah, no, they are just um, excellent work being being done up there. Um, Eddie, yeah, um, former player, um, 
from a teammate of myself and yes yeah, so I know what Eddie brings so yeah look that, that's our goal but that's something that we just have to put to the back of our minds for the time being because as I was saying um, your club is your number one priority now and and you know we're out in four weeks against Tyrone but yeah as, you know you know that that's October a couple of months away um, so that's where I'm saying that's what I'm saying it's very hard to um, to try juggle both um, so our, our time and, and energy has to go into the club first and then you know as soon as the weeks build up then well then your head is going to um, go towards then county in a, in a couple of weeks time but yeah look that's going to be whoever comes through that either Leash or Dublin um, it's a Lens semi-final um, a lot of stake um, it's it's going to be different. It's going to be October. Um, weather conditions um, could, could be could be heavy. Um, ground could be heavy. Could be rain. Could be sleet. Could be snow. You know, we, we we don't know. But yeah, as soon as as soon as a, a month comes or six weeks comes, you know that that excitement will start to build in um, around the county setup. Um, I suppose the media you're seeing in the papers that into county hurling will start in a couple of weeks' time. So yeah, that's where you'll start to get that excitement levels um, back into your body. But, but yeah, um, Leash, um, a lot of work being done with Eddie and Leash and then Dublin, sure, we always had a, a, a competitive game against Dublin. So, so yeah, as I said, in the back of your mind, you'd be thinking about October, but for the time being, you're just focusing with your club. And finally, TJ, uh, a sport, unrelated sport question, but um, many of our listeners will know your beautiful fiance, Neve de Bruyne, um, from her Instagram account and uh, her blogging. You were supposed to get married this year, so what's the story with that? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because everywhere I go, you know, people are asking me about um, upcoming events and. Um, wedding stuff that that's happening and I've been saying to myself you know how, how do you know about that and then obviously I have to reflect on Neve obviously on blog and obviously <laughs> Neve telling people about um, upcoming events on on our wedding planning but yeah I'm looking forward to getting married in, in December on the 18th of December and you know there's a bit we were a bit stressed over the last week weeks because we heard that the GA were announced in the, the All Ireland in December, so we were like, you know, oh my God, what what about if if the Kenny get to the All Ireland and the wedding is on and would it be postponed then, TJ? Well, it, it could have been, but lucky enough, lucky lucky enough, thankfully, the All Ireland is fixed for the thirteenth of December, and um, we're getting married on the eighteenth of December. So if we yeah, look, if if we are there. In the All Ireland, it'll be a week before the wedding, so it'll be a lot of distractions going on um, mid mid week. So, but look, um, to thank God, look, when we were getting we got engaged um, uh, March last year, we were saying to ourselves, look, it'd be it'd be lovely to have a, a summer wedding, but unfortunately, we couldn't plan for that. So we said, look, 18th of December, there should be no hurling going on, no fixtures, no training. Um, so it was a day that we said that, that nothing be going on and then this turns around then and, and uh, the fixtures were were going to be announced for December so yeah there's a bit of panic stations um, going on over the last 
uh, up the last couple of weeks. But thank God that that Jarl Ireland is fixed for the 13th of December. And I think there's no, it's not going to be a replay either. I think it's going to be um, extra time and then penalties. So, so thankfully the Jarl Ireland will be played on on the 13th of December and finish on the 13th of December. Look, that's if we get there. Um, a long way to go yet, um, but look, it, it would be a, a nice, um, a nice present before the wedding, of course, as well. Hopefully, it'll be two weeks of celebrations in December, TJ. Thank you very much for speaking with me. Thanks, Eva. This is Sportsbeat Extra. And that is it for this week's Sportsbeat Extra. You can listen back on our SoundCloud account at beat102103.com. Now, Kevin will be back in the hot seat next week, but up next, Trish has the soundtrack to your Saturday night. She's up next with Beat Anthems.